first podcast back in our studio, aka our office, podcast studio at 37 Steen Street. Welcome back, Dan. Mia I cut love it, out. it. I know. I was about to say we've got a. Extra- We're joined by a little rascal today. <laughs> Mia, say hello. Say hello. Now she's all shy for the microphone. <laughs> she's just eating her Kuluri bread, so hopefully she won't bother us too much. But we wanted to punch this out just to get back in the back in the weekly swing of the podcast. We've carved out Wednesday lunchtime as our podcasting time, so we haven't done too bad. It's Wednesday at three o'clock. <laughs> I said Wednesday lunch <laughs> lunchtime's anywhere from twelve till three, so it's three o'clock and we're punching it out. So. I've said punching it out four times, so I've come up with a new oh, phrase. Wow. We asked our members for some questions this week, and they have delivered with a couple of beauties, especially, well, actually, we'll do all of them, but we'll save, in our opinion, I guess, the biggest discussion point for last, and that's based around nutrition and kids. It was a really good question. I did love it. Weren't you going to do an intro about the gym? Oh, an intro? Well, now you've ruined it. Now it's an intro. But I was going to say, yes. Sorry, we have guys. Been we a- do want to talk about like yes. what we've actually been doing since we've been back in yeah, here. True. It's been very exciting for us. Yeah, it's my intro for the gym. Here it yeah. comes. We've been open for two weeks and it's been fantastic. It has. We're ecstatic to be back open. Everyone's wrapped, been back training. We've <coughs> Thank you, Mia. We've welcomed oh, heaps of new people, which has been awesome. They're all slotted in our, into, okay, into our um, community really well. So... Welcome to all those new guys, especially if you haven't heard one of our podcasts before. Um, maybe don't play it in the car. Danielle has a potty mouth. That's but, not uh, true. <laughs> apart from that, welcome aboard. Um, and I guess we'll get stuck into it. Oh, another thing. Our nutrition program, our initial participants. Do we call them participants? Clients. They're already I don't clients. really like clients. I don't really like clients. Yeah. Ass like kickers, more, yeah, that's a good one. black belts, <laughs> students, we'll call them students because then it makes us like one. teachers. Yeah. Our nutrition students are coming towards the end of their initial 12-week we have a couple. program. Only yeah, a few will be continuing on like same as they would with training, which is great. But a couple will be finishing up their journey. So if you are interested in finding out more, I guess, or... Um, even applying for a, p- a position, they are extremely li- um, limited. Like we can't take on everyone, unfortunately. Um, we only have so many hours in the day. And now that the gym's opened up again, it's like put even more emphasis on our ability to not do too much. So we are taking in two people as of end of next week. So if you're interested in our nutrition program and why wouldn't you be, it's bloody awesome. Everyone's done outstandingly well, which is fantastic. We're super pumped about it actually. Like yeah. results have I think exceeded every expectation I had. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Everyone's cool. done not like not that we didn't think they wouldn't do well. It was just that they've just blown the expectations out of the water. It's been yeah. awesome. Anyway, that was my intro. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> First question. <laughs> From Deb, Fitbits, yes or no? I'm curious as to whether it would be helpful to get one or not. Yes. And I think any type of activity tracker. Wearable um, is the, the fitness wearables. Oh, Yeah, wow. it's the space. Sorry. <laughs> Lucky I've got the hip pin here to yep. correct me. Anyway. Um, 
is valuable, especially now given that everybody's movement is less than it would usually be. So most people are still working from home and that kind of thing. We're definitely not moving as much as we used to, myself included. Like I can't believe um, my average step count. Like if I compared the same time last year to this year, it would be phenomenal. Um, so anything that kind of helps assist you in that area is fantastic and also like most of them now track so much more than activity as well yeah Um, sleep yeah like Um, recovery and that's so huge we always talk about that like people put a huge emphasis on activity however they no one kind of investigates or looks at um the recovery side comes in i absolutely nailed my recovery yesterday no one never never never. (laughs) that'd be i would give them a high five if they did covid be damned i'd be like god damn it yes Um, slept like a champ give me some yeah there is a definitely a lot to gain from that and um yeah i think if we invested more in things um like that that were to benefit our health then we would be a lot better I do caution people with the wearables often. It's like it's if you expect it to be 100% spot on, you're going to be disappointed, especially like people go, you know, how many calories do I burn in a session? And it's always based around the calorie stuff. Like no one's really upset if their steps are out by a thousand or two, but if their calories aren't spot on, it's like, oh, I ate a Kit Kat and maybe I shouldn't have. So I I would caution you against taking the calories as gospel. Just to give you an idea, so I'm, I've got two on at the moment. I've got a Whoop strap and a Garmin. I personally prefer the Garmin just because I like the step count and like it can actually tell me the time. The Whoop is just like a blank bracelet. Also, it, it does depend what, what you do. Like yeah, We use our yeah, Garmin's yeah. obviously a lot because All the of time. what we do for a living. Yeah. The Whoop strap's cool. Like it, It's given me a general indication on like sleep and my recovery. What it's basically taught me... It, it gives you like a recovery score every day, like out of a hundred percent, you'll just say, you know, based on your sleep score and your heart rate and all this stuff, um, you're at about 60%. What it's basically done is just confirm to me what an absolute pussy I am most days where I'm like, God, I'm tired. And it's like, actually you're at 90%. So shut up and get your session done. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) So like I have no out anymore. So that's been quite good. Like I, think we, you know so much of how we feel is based on our mentality at that time compared to physically how we are at that stage like we are ready to go more often than not but back to the calorie stuff so my uh, my whoop strap I feel is much more accurate than the Garmin um, especially for heart rate and calorie burn it regularly tells me that I've burned about two and a half thousand in the day which is what i know to be like roughly about correct you know either way by a hundred or you know two or three hundred my garmin will be like you've burnt four and a half thousand calories i'm like if i ate four and a half thousand calories i would be the side of a house size size what side of a house thank you apple but like it's so that is where like i'd just be wary of the calories so use it as an activity trapper uh tracker not as a like this is how much i can eat tracker yeah that's like everything though guys like like use it for what it's worth like it isn't gospel it is a guide yes um and you know what what like why are we moving are we moving to get our exact calorie count for the day so we know exactly how much we should eat no like that's not how we live our lives it's to raise awareness yeah that's it oh i'm not moving much today i should probably go for a walk if it makes you do that it's already worth its weight in gold absolutely 
if you're sitting on your couch shaking your wrist up and down because you're in a steps competition, <laughs> it's probably gone too far. Agree. Wearables, though, on the whole, it's a tick from BD. Yeah, thumbs up. We should get custom ones. All right. Uh, this next one's a good one. So how to use training at BD Fitness as a complementary program to further other other fitness pursuits? Ooh, I like it. So this would be like um, if you play a sport or you do something else that you would consider your like primary activity. So you know, for a long time I played cricket and that was more important to me than how much I could lift on a bench press. It's like how to use gym work to like assist you with that. So the first thing I'd do is I would ask myself why. Like what role does BD Fitness play in the entire umbrella of your training goals? So like are you why are you training at BD Fitness? You know, is it to get some resistance work in? Um, is it because you just want to up your movement? Is it because you want to lose a bit of weight? Like find out that why. That would be the first step. Yeah. Once you have clarity, like everything falls into line off that. So this person who's asked this question, um, Adam, I know does a lot of jujitsu. So if the jujitsu to him is number one, then it's like, all right, so what can I do at BD that will help my jujitsu? And it would be like improve your conditioning, um, be more flexible. Like you don't need to be strong as an ox. So make sure that you're moving with like great quality. Like if you have the two on the same day, make sure that training in here is like not going to tire you out. Like it's going to prime you almost. So once you've kind of ironed out your why, like it'll, any decision that you have to make, like, should I go heavy on this will just already be made for you. Um, it's, you know, I was saying to you off air that it's, (laughs) that it was something that I did really badly as a, part-time amateur slash crap athlete was like I put way too much stock in the gym I would train Monday to Monday to Friday and then be like oh my hands are really sore on Saturday I'm like what the hell am I doing like more and this is still one of the most common things we see more is not better guys no better is better start at the top and work back so it's like all right my competition is on Saturday I'm not going to train on Friday. I want to be as rested and prepared as possible. You know, I'm going to squeeze it in Monday, Wednesday, Thursday or something like that. Like structure your weeks around to or your you. months around when you best need to perform. Yes. And that will help you make all the decisions that you need. Like if you've got a competition on the weekend, probably not the time to be lifting a heavy three on a deadlift on a Thursday. Yeah. You might be like, hey, Ben, I've got a competition on the weekend. I don't really want to be smashed. It's like maybe I could do light kettlebell deadlifts. Like just move, feel good, but don't smash yourself. And that, that's another thing I was going to mention, which obviously Adam knows because he trains here, but no matter where you train, so like people that don't train here that listen to this podcast. Which making, you should if you're out there. Hey, <laughs> you should. <laughs> making your coaches aware of your why, like why you are training and seeking help from them. Um, like us knowing that you've got a competition, we can easily um, adjust what we do in our session for you to benefit you. Yes, same way as if a person's injured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we will cater our program to your goal as best we can. Yeah. You know, if your goal is more physical, then you can basically do our program as yeah. it is. If your goal is more sporting, athletic, then a couple of adjustments need to be made. You know, yeah. it's a good 
like we obviously believe it's a really good gym program, but it's certainly not the perfect program for everyone. Well, there is, like we always say, there is no one size fits all. So no, yeah, that's right. So I think this is a tool um, that is just underutilized in life. Like this, I see this so much across obviously our training and our nutrition communication. Oh, community, yeah. Like well, just well, letting people, just yeah. letting people know what you're actually trying to do. Yeah. What I tell you, I was like, like, people don't know what's inside your head. Relationship advice, guys. We're going into relationship <laughs> advice. It's like, no. I am not a mind reader, Danielle. We are, we are not you mind readers. You speak your mind and then I we do. will handle it. <laughs> I've never had I a problem speaking my mind. Thank I goodness. can't guess when you're upset and when you're happy. Your face looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, yes. So, and this is with everyone who trains with us. I know we've got a few guys who are keen runners. Like the more we know, the better we can help you. And I say that to everyone in their initial appointment is like, we want to learn as much about you as we can so that any advice I give you will be hopefully a good help rather than like, thanks mate, yeah, awesome, I need to sleep more. Like everyone already knows that. It's like, well, what can help me? Danielle's agreeing, she's just grabbing um, me some more bread. Anyway, speaking of bread, the next new, the next question is about nutrition for kids. So, yay! How do we handle? And this is such a broad topic. We'll try not to waffle for too long because we love talking about this stuff, especially Dan. Um, nutrition for kids. Um, firstly, let's start with portion sizes. So. The person who's asked this question is in our nutrition program and is crushing. And I, I know her that she's like more switched onto this than most other people are that I've met. So well ahead of the curve, but still, you know, like we're trying to make a strength a strength here, like a strength stronger, I should say. Like you know, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you can't be any better at it. Yeah. Um. So, how do we get our kids to eat things that? Um, they don't like, but if we're having it for dinner. Ooh, can I just start with, this is very controversial. and it's a not lot of, really. You're not a controversial person. Oh, a lot of parents won't like it. Like, one thing that surprises me all the time is parents say, oh, my kids don't eat this, my kids don't eat that, my kids are so fussy, my kids that, my kids that. Um... What child do you know that does the grocery shopping in a household? Okay, so like the environment that we surround our children with is first and foremost their biggest challenge. Yeah. Like if you're surrounded by packets and your parents are eating out of packets, what child wouldn't want a packet? Yep. Whereas if... Their environment reflects what you're trying to do. So if, you know, it's really important to you that your kids eat well um, and you explain to them why, um, then your house will be full of things that support that. So, you know, lots of whole foods, like we always have, I'm a big believer in having the fruit bowl out, okay, because having that visual, the first thing the kids ask for when they're hungry in our house is fruit. William is a fussy eater. But there is nothing he loves more than a golden kiwi after dinner. <laughs> he sits down like an old Italian at the Deganis, crushes his golden kiwi and loves it. 
But he also knows that ice cream isn't an option in our house. Sometimes it is, you know, we're yeah, not sure. bloody Nazis over here on the ice cream, but, you know, it's just not like he wouldn't even ask on a Tuesday. Yeah. The th- yeah. The big point I want to make is with the kids, you are in control. With your own results as well. Like it carries over. It's like our actions, like our kids start to mirror what we think is important. Like if our kids are fussy, like do they hear us complaining about the vegetables? And I'm guilty of this all the time. I'm like, geez, I hate sprouts. And like that's not helping them because they go, oh, dad hates sprouts. Oh, he didn't have many, if any. I was about to say, William jumps on that. Oh, yeah. Ben doesn't eat mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. I hate mushrooms. I don't (laughs) care if he doesn't eat them. (laughs) But, you know, it's like, okay, so what sort of example are we setting? Like are we eating meals at the table, you know, without our iPads and phones there? You know, are we trying new stuff? Are we, you know, focusing on foods that make us feel good and that are, like, nutritious? Are we explaining to them why they are nutritious? You know, so it's like, is there some kind of education that's happening there as well? I think, sorry, just before you go, the biggest one that I can put my finger on that helped with a fussy kid was in ice so we obviously ate all our meals at home as everyone did but we included william a lot with the meal choices what what, vegetables do you want what meat yeah Yeah. what's for tea yeah and that helped a lot like it gave him a bit of ownership over his plate because he wouldn't kick up a stink then because he's like well i chose it not yeah. that he kicks I up think, a stink anyway, but you yeah, know, like, I think he, he wouldn't turn his thing, nose up. Obviously, it depends on how old the children are. Yeah, for sure. So, like, He's for eight, example, just for we, can, we can control absolutely everything Mary eats. Yeah, she's not really exposed. She's 20 months for those at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Mia's not two yet. So we can control everything. She doesn't go to daycare. She doesn't, um, she doesn't have food other than what we let or allow her to have. Um, whereas Apart from once... those pesky grandparents, they can <laughs> they can um, test us out sometimes. Whereas once your kids are in, in environments that you can't control, just remember to control the controllable. So, for example, when William was younger and he started going to a kinder that provide the, provided the food, there was nothing I could do about the food provided in the centre. However, all I could do was control the food um outside of that and educating him so as they get older education is like so big i think in the kids like william will often say comments that really make us smile um like (laughs) he says it for like a pat on the back i I think he does i wouldn't eat that am i right ben i'm like all right mate settle down (laughs) yeah like or or he'll say oh this is like this is healthy like for example for really having a meal we enjoy Oh, like I really enjoy. I'm really enjoying this. I can have as much of this as I like because it's healthy. Yeah. Um, so things like you know not restricting whole foods and like just explaining you know the, the things that are less optimal. Um, that you know they are sometimes foods. Like it's okay to have them. Yeah. Um, it's not something that we want to make a habit of. You know, and then explain why because you know like it puts it at an increased risk of being sick or not sleeping well like just small stuff you know you don't have to be overly aggressive and say because we don't want to be obese or something like that you know it's more just like okay because you you won't have as much energy to bounce on the trampoline yeah and our kids like like they love being active and so um yeah framing it in a way that they really understand and trying to make food as relatable to like something else as possible like i was reading an article you know 
um, and it was explaining how to, you know, like make kids invested in their food. And it was like a really good one, maybe especially for, um, you know, three to five year olds is associating foods with like, um, a, a like superhero, you know, like eat your meat and you'll be big and strong, you know, like your protein, um, healthy carbohydrates like rice and potatoes will help you have lots of energy at the park you know like you'll be really speedy you know and like colorful vegetables help your eyesight yeah the rainbow and all that sort of stuff it's like giving them a reason to eat it to get excited about it's like oh i know you mightn't love the taste of this but this is what you can expect yeah you know like healthy hats will make you smarter you know just small stuff like that like and I don't know about you as a kid, but, like, at least that stuff that's kind of true. Like, all I was told was, like, oh, you'll get square eyes from the TV. Like, what a bunch of malarkey. Like, at least at least healthy fats will make you smarter is sort of true. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and, like, will make you f- feel good if you eat lots of fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Like, just all s- sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it does really depend on what age they're at. So, obviously, you have a lot more control when they're older and – oh, sorry, when they're younger. Less control and- when they're older. As they get older, education, like, is just key. Which they're not going to get at school. Like, we got none of that at school. We had some giraffe bloke come in and tell us about condoms, like, once at primary school. We knew nothing about food. Sex ed and food and nutrition and PE was awful. So, like, it it is largely up to us, the parents, to kind of, like, shape their beliefs and their yeah, values around food. And it's not food. just, let us reiterate, and like a, a post that you did recently was, it's what they see. It's not what you say. At Ben BD Fit. <laughs> I'll listen to him promoting himself. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for more followers. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's what they see day in, day out. You know, are they seeing you, you know, buy junk food every time you fill up with petrol? Yeah. Is, that, you, what, is yeah. that what they see? Or that? are they seeing every day... You have a nice, healthy breakfast and grabbing a piece of fruit. Are they helping you with cooking? You know, like William loves getting involved. It's like God, it makes everything so long, but he loves it. You know, like he chopped up carrots one day. Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) it was so bad. Our our meal looked terrible, but like he was pumped about it. He's like, I chopped the carrots. Like he wore it like a badge of honor. But um, meals that he enjoys that you can make quite healthy. Like he loves making his own wraps. Yeah. We can control the ingredients to that. He loves making his own homemade pizza. Again, we can make sure that all the ingredients are super healthy and high, uh, high quality. Yeah. He, you know, and meat and veg like he gets the olives out. Like just fun with kids, like yeah. smiley faces. Like I love craft oh, crap. Geez. Oh my god, like, I hate it. But anytime they can use their hands, he's he's all over it. Yeah. So yeah, make it fun and exciting. Coming back to the question was actually about portion sizing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not worry for children. If, no. Like quality first. Quality a hundred percent. Any yeah. whole foods we would never restrict in our house. Um, yeah. It's only the processed stuff that we um, restrict, and yeah. they kind of they understand why. And like just having better options. So like, um, See you, Mia. for example, we always have. Um, uh, no refined sugar like ice cream in our house so we always have panna um yeah. and the kids love it god they hoover it up yeah like and again we only have that sometimes um but when we do have it it's still a better option than yeah you know maybe ice cream like, you'd oh, have when we were a... out which yeah, would be sure. very rare 
Um, you know, if we're going out um, and he got like a ice cream scoop in a cone. Yeah, 100%. I hope that kind of answers the question. It's obviously something that, you know, us being nutrition coaches and PTs, like we talk about it a lot and it's fair to say that we're pretty passionate about it. Um, and with this, guys, it's important, same as anything. You don't have to do everything at once. Like you don't have to wake up tomorrow and be like, I'm going to this and that and they're going to cook with me. Like just focus on one thing at a time. Slowly yeah. introduce, okay, you know, young kid, what would you like for tea? Like, And, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. There you go. You can still cook, you still shop, but they then have a bit of an input. Yeah. Uh, you want chips, how about roast potatoes? Yeah. You know, so like it's sort of close, it's sort of crispy, yeah. but... Obviously, it's not cooked in a gallon of vegetable oil. Yeah. So it's healthier. I actually have um, a nutrition client at the moment who has adult children and he's still looking to influence their decisions, which I think is just amazing. Like, that's one thing that I could really relate to as a parent. Um, just, and by that person actioning and doing our nutrition coaching and them learning. Um, they're still showing their kids who are, you know, my age. Like, yeah. that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, you're never too old to change your behaviours or your habits. Like, all that's required is that you want to do it. Yeah. No one can force you to do anything. But, you know, if this is something that you're trying to actively change, then you're halfway there. All you yeah. have to do is just take action. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that is one thing with the kids. Um like we were just saying how you're in control of their environment, you're in control of what they eat. Um, you know, when it comes to nutrition, we we are in so much, like we do have so much control yet people feel like they can't action it. Yeah. So let that... Um, I, th- I, I think it's because the task seems so overwhelming. Like if, if you look at your kid's diets now objectively look and they're nowhere near where you know they should be or want them to be it can be like oh god where do i start yeah but like you know same as with anyone's you know like if you're overweight and you're unfit and you got a sore back and you got to you know like you don't know where to start it's just it's important that you do start start. once you start and you're on the path just start with something really easy yeah you know so it's okay rather than cooking you know rather than getting a hot dog for tea like frank frankfurt so yeah Yeah. i'm just going to swap them to organic hot dogs yeah they taste the same they're just a little bit more expensive you know so it's like okay well i don't want to spend 10 bucks for three hot dogs all the time so i better start cooking healthier stuff yeah you know and then you just slowly make the transition back yeah that is something that we um talk about all the time just being a little bit better yeah a little bit better not perfect just, no just a little bit better little each bit time better. bd life coaches anyways <laughs> for another another episode our final question today before we let we let you get on with whatever you're doing all right this is a, a longer one but i think it's really important to touch on it mightn't fit in the theme of this podcast Yes, it will. But I have been thinking about longer-term maintenance type training. No specific time or goal, just a part of life. Plateau has a bit of a negative connotation and I don't think I'm there, but I also don't necessarily think I'm working towards anything and I'm perfectly okay with that. Does that make any sense at all? Absolutely, it does. I'm so, just trying to think who that, who that was. Oh, I'll tell you who it is I later. I think I know who it yeah. will be just based on that. Um, it's like, okay, 
our industry is fairly obsessed with setting goals like what are you working towards you know like this and that and whilst we are big advocates of setting a good goal not a crap goal a good goal they like they're not needed all the time goals have the most amount of value for people who are struggling to get started or struggling to get motivated if you are started and if you are motivated you do not need to set monthly goals every time you chat to a, a, a trainer. I can't yep. remember the last time I had a physical goal. Yep. When was the last time you had a physical goal? Well, being pregnant for the last few years. Um. What a goal. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, um, yeah, those, those goals have kind of gone out the window. Um, just being able to move is kind of I, my goal. My last goal that I ticked off was a rehab goal. How boring is that? Yeah, well, let's not talk about your embarrassing goals. You you often have um, physical goals, I'd say. Yeah, but like they're just taking goals the that are or... sometimes <laughs> they're goals that are like if I just follow the process, I'll get their goals. They're not like I'm going out of my way to achieve them goals. So it's like you know I don't have to change anything about my programming or nutrition to Ben. That doesn't sound like a smart goal to me. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm motivated and I'm started. Like, I don't need to set a smart goal. So training for, you know, like general just health general and health and yeah. well-being does not require constant tracking yeah. and updating of goals. And that is the goal. Yeah. I and just want to be generally healthy and well. you're at a pretty good point. Yeah, how good's that? Yeah. What a great space to be in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I don't need to, you know, like... Um, being a healthier space in regards to body weight or like you know training out of an injury or you know like get stronger because you know like every time I pick up my kid my back hurts like all this stuff that's important to kind of like move away from or like I need to be healthier because I'm sick all the time if you're not in that space and it's like I move well because it makes me feel better I love it that's the best goal ever I love it it like yeah People and I work, know what you mean, where want, it's like, oh, want to be at that point for their entire life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And plateau does have a bit of a negative connotation, I get. But the goal doesn't even have to be physical. It can be like mindset-wise. Like, how do I feel about plateauing? Am I okay with it? You know, like progress is not always, oh, I can squat a little bit more or I've lost a centimeter off my navel. It's like, oh, I'm actually really comfortable with your having goal could two be or three months where maintain. I haven't improved and I've maintained yeah. in what's been a really stressful year. Yeah, you talk a lot. All you need to say was maintain. Huh? Like their goal can be to maintain. I'm explaining it. I know, but you just... People listen for us to explain it. Okay. They don't need to explain it. They Google it. <laughs> that could be bad. We're going to go before we have a Barney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... No specific time or goal, just a part of life is like, okay, I'm just my point maintaining is, my, my point mental is, well-being it is a and goal. physical well-being. Yeah, that yeah. is still a goal. It's not not having a goal. Your goal is to maintain. Yeah. So to maintain your training, you know, X amount of times a week. Yep. You know, to maintain your body composition. Like yep. that, that, that is still a goal. And as well, just because you're not, you know, like really drastically changing your lifestyle or training to kind of meet a goal or a project that you're working on doesn't mean that stuff's still not happening in the background yeah you can train to maintain your fitness and still gain lean muscle and you know like still make tiny little tweaks here and there that over time have a big impact without like the lifestyle and stress of including stuff you know so like stuff will happen in the background just focus on being consistent 
We love consistency. Love consistency. I'm going to get tattooed with consistency right on my arm. <laughs> All right. Mia, we go home? Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that just about does us for today. In fact, it actually does do us for today. Thanks to those who sent in their questions. Um, we'll look forward to doing many more in the future. We might do a bit of a... What we do next week? You had a good one, but I've forgotten it. We should write this stuff down. Always forgets my ideas. Yeah, yeah. That's right. usually because they're rubbish. All right, see ya. <laughs> Talk soon.